another political situation, this one in South America. You probably saw it over the weekend, some absolutely shocking video as thousands of Brazilians, supporters of former President Jair Bolsonaro, invaded that country's Supreme Court, the Presidential Palace, and Congress. It was eerily reminiscent to what happened um, almost to the day, two years to the day, uh, in the United States with the Capitol rising. This happened January 8th. Of course, it was January 6th in the United States. They got through police barricades along the Capitol's uh, main boulevard and then stormed the buildings. And, you know, they damaged furniture and smashed windows and destroyed artwork. Pure chaos. The interesting thing, though, is Bolsonaro, the person they were protesting in support of, isn't even in Brazil anymore. He's in Florida. He left uh, shortly after the election. So let's get some insight into what's going on. Um, what led to this and uh, what the outcome might be. And for that, we're going to chat with Alvaro Pereira, who is a PhD candidate in the Department of Political Science at Western University. Uh, Alvaro, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you, Shay. Thanks for having me here. Let's let's just start. Uh, with these protesters, who are they? They're, they're supporters of Bolsonaro, right? Is it is that just the, the easy answer? That's the end of it? Yeah, I mean, they... they have this pro-Bolsonaro support in the electoral process, but I think the most uh, important characteristic that explained all these event was the skepticism of the electoral process that Bolsonaro yeah. uh, keep uh, supporting over the electoral during the campaign. So they uh, keep with this kind of cognitive dissonance. They do not accept the result, and of course they are really high anti Lula. That makes the the, accept, uh, the acceptance of the electoral result even harder. So that uh, the skepticism keep with this uh, supporter, and I think over the time after the Lula's inauguration, that became the last act they had. They find out and they storm um, uh, the 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 government building. Now, like you say, they're protesting the results of that election. Bolsonaro lost, but it was extremely close, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, less than 1% of the difference, which makes even harder for them to accept yeah. the result. And also, another problematic thing is that Bolsonaro didn't go show up and uh, accept the defeat, which makes the, 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 the closure of the, the whole campaign even harder. Mm-hmm. So the, for those protesters, um, th- that was clearly for me that they do not accept and uh, they will keep doing this kind of political violence and the, the invasion of the government buildings because they do not expect this new government. Now, it's interesting you mentioned Bolsonaro. He did not, he, he had nothing to say. I mean, he left, right? He, the, the election happened. He lost. He, he took off to the United States. So, you know, his role, he didn't concede, as you say, but at the same time, he hasn't necessarily been rallying the troops, so to speak, has he? What is his role in all of this? I mean, during the, his uh, mandate, he was uh, totally skeptical about the electoral process, as I, as I said. And also he was uh, putting the military uh, institution as a mediator for democracy in Brazil, which also is something different from Trump. But did he followed Trump's uh, steps yeah. over uh, this last campaign in 2022. Um, and it's not a surprise for anybody that he flew away to Florida, where uh, Trump also uh, is right now, I think. But he was clearly following the steps and also denying to accept the result and denying to accept to transfer the, the government to his 
uh, a political opponent like Lula was, uh, I think, that is a big role in informing uh, his supporters to go against the government building. Now, is there evidence? Is there any you know, has there been any cases brought forward to to justify? I mean, we're talking about the exact same things we talked about in the United States to justify the claims being made that the election was rigged, that it was a fake. Anything. Has there been any evidence to show that? Uh, there is no evidence because Brazil have an electronic system. Some people uh, bring up the possibility of hackers or invasion of the electronic system to change and fraud the result. But this. Uh, there is a bunch of tasks. The, the, the office, like the elections in Brazil, which is the, uh, the institutions that take, take, uh, care of the election process, they allow people to test the machines to see if they, uh, they can fraud them. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing they, they can find. Brazil is using the electoral, electronic voting since 2026 and nothing really comes to, uh, show that there's any possibility to fraud the results of the election. So it's more kind of mimic what happened in, in the United States, right. but in a different argument, more suitable to Brazilian context. Um, in terms of how it ended, uh, the uprising that happened this weekend, I've heard hundreds of people have been arrested and are facing charges. Um, what was the response? How was the unrest quelled? Well, uh, the government, the, the, the new government is, uh, very energetic against, uh, what happened. I think that they will, uh, probably follow the same what happened in the United States when a, a lot of people who stormed the, the, the Capitol in, in January 6th was, uh, sue and, uh, face the justice. I think in Brazil is probably the same what's gonna happen. Uh, I think the same, the difference though is, uh, how will be the process that to, uh, include Bolsonaro in this, uh, in this calculus? Because I think Bolsonaro now is not clear if he's going to return to Brazil mm-hmm. and face the courts, but, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, a question that remains if Bolsonaro, like Trump, will have the same process. Yeah, exactly. And that remains to be seen. Uh, Alvaro, thanks so much for your time and your insight this morning. I really appreciate it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.